You're listening to the Indie Echo Podcast, a showcase of independent music and the artists that make it. I'm Jordan, producer at High Five Music. Precursor is an electronic musician based in my current home of Rotterdam in the Netherlands. His intricate, glitchy, experimental tracks are diverse and rich in immersive soundscapes. His latest is a collaboration with singer Bad Spirit called Reset. I'm from Haarlem actually originally, I'm living in Rotterdam right now. So when I was growing up I was listening to mostly to rock music. I was a big Iron Maiden fan, I liked the Foo Fighters Uh, and at some point I really got into Dream Theater and after that uh, into John Petrucci, their guitarist. I was just re-listening to Scenes From A Memory, that's like the perfect concept album. Oh awesome. What aspects of those like rock influences do you think carried over to music you started making? Ooh, that's a good question. Not that much, I think, because at some point I, g- I got into electronic music and I was really into drum and bass. And that still had some overlap in like the rhythms and the guitars were switched out for basses, but the, the sounds were similar at that time. Yeah, at some point I got into house and techno music and then that was quite far away I think from the from the rock that you used to listen to. Were you into writing or making music early on or is that something that came later? That's something that came quite early uh, I would say because I was always trying to make little songs on my guitar and then uh, that kind of progressed to the idea of recording an album. Uh, I was also in a band for a little while and then we were also making uh, making tracks and then yeah at some point I wanted to make music on my own and uh, started recording. Were you influenced by your family at all? To start with I guess so. My family is quite musical. My brother and sister and mother they all played piano. Uh, my brother plays the piano on a very high level actually. Uh, but he was into Foo Fighters, so he kind of introduced me into the role of rock. And so your first jump into the electronic world, was that the drum and bass project? I guess slightly before that, uh, uh, we were playing this video game called SSX. It was, a, it was a snowboard game and there was some music from Bonobo on it. Um, yeah, already in 2003, I guess, we were listening to Bonobo a lot. I also got into a lot of artists through games like uh, Frequency and Amplitude and a lot of DDR songs. Honestly, a lot of my first electronic artists I found through there and kind of just, you know, researched them further. Yeah, I definitely had the same with Bonobo, or I should say Bonobo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so those first songs you started putting together yourself, were they released or these kind of personal projects? Oh, they were definitely personal projects. I was just making them for myself, but I did print them on CD 
giving them out to my friends <laughs> like you did in the, yeah. the good old days <laughs> some people still do yeah and then you're like where do i put this in i don't have a cd player anymore. exactly that's why it doesn't work anymore and it's not so cool to give someone a usb <laughs> This project was called Nucleoid. I also had the same name when I was making the guitar music because I just kept the, kept the name going. So I guess that's now from when I was like 17. I guess I did five years of German bass, maybe a year, year or two with the guitar music. And what were your main influences in terms of artists for drum and bass? It's like it's old a long time ago. Pendulum kind of thing, or I definitely started with Pendulum. I was working at the McDonald's when I was 15, and we had one CD, <laughs> so that was what we were listening to, nice. and it was Pendulum because Pendulum just had a new CD out, and uh, and they're a great bridge from rock to drum and bass. So like exactly, the they have yeah. a very good. Uh, that that's also how why I liked it because I really despised everything electronic. I literally hated electronic music and I was only going to rock concerts and I was avoiding everything electronic. Yeah, then there was Pendulum which had guitars and electronic uh, sounds. After a while I started getting into some other drum and bass artists. I remember there was this liquid drum and bass artist called BCEE and then I got into Neurofunk and then I got really into producing as well. Uh, Neurofunk is like a very dark version of drum and bass and I was really into a guy called Face with the C and Misanthrop. They were two Germans with a label called Neo Signal, I think. Yeah, and then of course Noisia, Black Sun Empire, all the, the famous guys. Then Skrillex came along, uh, so I went through all that. <laughs> I thought that the that Reese bass sound, it was so interesting to me. I was like, this is such an unusual sound and I just wanted to know how to create that. And I would spend days and days and days and hours and, and actually probably years, to be honest, to create that one sound that I really liked. So then when did you decide I'm going to be Precursor now? Where did this transition come in? That was actually a nice moment because I I was going to these festivals quite a lot and I was doing German bass festivals and uh, we would go every year to Lowlands. One year we discovered a little bit house and techno music and there was uh, um, Tom Trajo, Back to Back, Totterje. We just really, really loved that. and. Then we were like, oh, we should check out some more electronic artists. And so we just looked at the headliners and just went to something. And we ended up going to Mode Selector. Since then, this 2012, I haven't been to any gig that was as intense as what they <laughs> managed to show on the stage. No, no rock concert, no rave, no club night ever came close to the energy that they, uh, they brought there. So then I was like, wow, what, what, what even is this? And they, uh, they started um, Mode Rat a, a year or two later. And uh, I became a very big fan of Mode Rat. And uh, they had this very specific sound where they kind of mix these old school classic techno sounds with more modern pop. That mix just really worked for me. And then I was like, I want to make this music as well. 
those first experiments, how did you come up with different sounds and different song ideas? German bass is very rigid. Everything is, is based on the 32 or 64 bar loops. And you have to have your drop after 48 beats because everybody double drops everything in the DJ set. So if you, if you make something different, it just won't get picked up. And I was really fed up with that. So my main goal for Precursor was to completely let go of all the rules and make whatever I recorded and not think about how it would f- turn into a song. I do notice that it's very free-flowing. Like It's not much of a steady structure to all, all your tracks. Yeah, so I specifically just let it go somewhere and not really do chorus and, and two times the verse and, and stuff like that. I just like... I wanted to let that go and I'm also trying and that's actually quite hard but I'm trying sometimes to even let go of the whole 16 bar loop that's something that John Hopkins does a lot which is another big influence for me so when you put out your first album as precursor was that the first you'd ever released anything or did you do singles before that or just- no I straight up started with an album I was like I'm done with German bass I've made many EPs and many songs And now I just want to make something that's reflective of my sound. And I spent one year on making an album. And I edited out some tracks and edited in some tracks later. Until I got this uh, first nine tracks. And that was Wanderlust. from that era because i really like moderate love moderate love yeah oh is that what it come from okay of course cool <laughs> cool <laughs> uh, yeah i uh, yeah at that time i was breaking up with a girlfriend so i was going through some things and i was listening a lot to moderate and then that came together into uh, moderate love One thing you do on that album, and I think some of the others, is you have little interludes as well, like shorter one to two minute pieces. I, I thought like an album should have some different type of tracks in it, and you can't just have the same sort of sound throughout. And I also had never made any ambient stuff, and I wasn't really into ambient music even, but I thought this is something that should be in an album. And now, in hindsight, I kind of like it because I feel like it gives you that moment to just do sound design, which I really like, without thinking about how this is gonna fit into a beat. And that'll also come in handy if you start doing scoring or that kind of thing. This is kind of interesting. I'm now going to do my first score. It's a project which is called 48 Hour Film. 
We have quite a big crew now. I think we have almost 20 people, like a director and a camera and everything and, and actors. So it's really scary because I've never done this, but they don't necessarily know that. It will be a short film, five to 10 minutes. Uh, and I have to do the entire score. And I think there's also, there's a guy who's on sound, but I think that means that he only does the recording of the acting. So I also have to do all the Foley, all the sound effects and everything and the mixing and the mastering. So it's quite an intense project to start with. That's exciting though. Probably. It's exciting, <laughs> but it's very scary because I have no idea how to prepare for this. This first album time, were you also DJing or does that come later or like your live performance? I was already DJing because I switched over to Ableton during my um, uh, drum and bass period. I was making everything in Reason, but Reason didn't have actual audio at first. They only had clips, so you could only use MIDI and then samplers like the machines. Um, but there was no audio inside the program, so I had to switch at some point because I just couldn't make the sounds that I needed to. And then I also bought an APC at some point so I could launch some clips. And I was actually doing sort of live sets, quote-unquote, uh, in drum and bass for a while. Your current setup, you have more analog gear on stage, right? I'm trying to not bring too much, but I always end up bringing some stuff anyway, because otherwise I feel like I'm just launching clips, and then I could have just had a launch keypad, yeah. and then, yeah. I will have my modular with me, um, and I sequence it from a, a little uh, beat step. And that also has all the trumpets, so I can just play live a little bit and put some stuff in there. What did you learn between that first album and the second one? Between those two albums, because I was really into Moderat and, and that kind of sound, and John Hopkins and Max Cooper. I think again at Lowlands, I guess that's, that's the root of everything. I ran into Tale of Us, this artist that started a label called Afterlife. They sort of started this new melodic techno genre. And I was really into that. So in those EPs, I was working more on techno, actually. Yeah, at some point I realized it was going towards the same direction as the drum and bass music, that it was kind of it felt too scripted. And you had to make these certain sounds to fit into the, the group of the genre. I decided to go for another album where I could just do whatever again. Including in the singles between the albums, you had your first collaboration with Bad Spirit. Yeah, that's actually an, a nice story because that's basically wh where we're at now as well. A friend of mine uh, was also sometimes helping me with gigs and stuff. He told me that this artist that I really liked uh, called Sailor and I uh, was doing live streams on Twitch. Well, I had never been on Twitch. I didn't know what it was and I thought this is silly, but I went to look anyway was a big artist and uh, I wanted to see what he had to say and then he had this um, this show every week where he would listen to music and uh, give feedback on it so he would just listen to, to tracks from everybody in the community uh, and then he said I'm gonna start a label with the music that you guys are sending in and then it still took me almost a month to get him to listen to my album <laughs> And then when he did, he was like, wow, I want to release this. In fact, I want to I wanna release this as the first album of the, of the label. From there, yeah, Toby, so Bad Spirit also 
was signed to the to the label with his album and then we started collaborating recent single, Reset, your second proper collab with Bad Spirit. And so where'd that come from? Yeah, that's actually the first single of a potential new album. So I have some tracks that I was working on and we didn't I didn't really finish anything to be honest. But there is a I don't know, 10, 12 tracks that, that I have halfway done which were supposed to become the third album and uh, this was the the single on the album. Uh, and we just thought, why not release it? Even though the rest is not finished, we just wanted to to get it out there because it was nice and, and we were feeling it. And uh, Toby was like, oh, I really like this track and I will sing to it. And then his vocals were just exactly what the track needed. Are you going to have more collaborations on this next album? Yeah, so my aim was actually to release the next album and have almost only collaborations on it so i've asked a lot of people but i haven't really gone through with finishing anything yet so i'm hoping that that it will be mostly collaborations and not just with singers but with other producers as well and is there anything new on a technical or musical level that you're you want to make stand out i really wanted to work more on vocals still because um yeah, that was just something that was completely new to me in my music. I've worked on music for almost 20 years, I guess, if you include all the guitar stuff, until Hugh and I had never worked with vocals. We had a, a vocalist in my band when I was 14, but that was about it. That's something new to me, and I just wanted to explore that, and I realized how a voice can really bring some different type of emotion in a track. And it's probably an interesting challenge for you trying to blend this more freeform, unstructured track with like a more traditional, you do like verse chorus or? Yeah, so now we had to almost do it. So yeah, now we had a, we had a bridge and we had a, a chorus. Yeah, that was very tricky for me because I wasn't really used to that. But I also thought that it was, it was a bit of a fun challenge and there's still a lot of other tracks on the album that really don't have any structure. Uh, so I think they will, they will blend well enough. What do you think is like the most difficult part of your process? Yeah, I mean, this is super lame, but I guess the hardest part for me is to make a hook, a good melody. Because if I'm playing the guitar, the melodies, they just come to me and I don't have to think about it. And I'm, I mean, I'm not thinking about it. They just, I'm just playing and it happens. But when I have a piano in front of me, nothing happens. I'm just staring at, this, at these white and black notes and I have no idea how they relate to each other. And I'm trying really hard to, to learn some, you know, some music theory on YouTube. But honestly, if you can't play it, you can't put the same emotion in it. And, and you need that emotion, I think, to make a, a good hook or an interesting melody. What would you say is like maybe a career highlight so far? What was it, last year, the year before? I was playing a gig in Groningen and I suppose I was kind of the headliner. So that was cool. Uh, we were in this uh, in this space called Het Forum. This show was a 3D audiovisual show. So I'm trying to make these audiovisual shows. And now we had this super, super big screen all around the audience. 
and I worked together with the VJ there to project uh, yeah, my visuals on, on the screen. When I look at it back, it just worked so well. The combination with the music and then the visuals. And yeah, for me, that was the moment that the whole story kind of came together. Something that I wanted to do for a really long time, but I never had the opportunity or the means or the material even to do it. And now that I did, yeah, that was very, uh, very nice for me. We have to look forward to your next album and the score that's going to appear in 48 hours somehow. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the score is going to be certainly interesting. I'll keep you on, uh, in the loop for that. Links to Precursor's music and everything else can be found in the show notes. Indie Echo is a product of Hi-Fi Music, a digital production studio that brings your bedroom demos to life. If you want your music produced, mixed, or remixed, visit the link on my Instagram, at Hi-Fi Music. And you can follow the show at Indie Echo Podcast. Thank you for listening.